That'll work. All right. Welcome to the show. Welcome to TBD Network Podcast. I'm your host, Eddie, and I have Nihan Arav Krishna here on the show with me. Going. It's good to it's good to be on the show. Uh, hello, everyone. I just hope that y'all gain something from this uh, podcast and leave inspired. Yeah, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good opening line. Yeah, and you do. Uh, I think I met you. I was on one of your shows. Actually, you did an interview style podcast that I was on with you, and then we've stayed connected, mostly via Messenger. I think uh, we've connected on multiple platforms as well, but. A lot of what you send me is like your music and your Facebook. podcast links. Yeah, a lot of it's in Facebook. Tags on Facebook. You're one of those guys <laughs> that tags everybody on Facebook all at once all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Facebook interactions of just trying to share positivity and inspiration. Right. And we were just talking about writing and journaling. And one of the things that like the Stoics used to talk about um, – writing down your your anticipation for the day so the things that like kind of like a planner so you would say what I want to do today these are my goals for today and then at the end of the day you would recap that day and be like well this is what I didn't do this is what I need to do better and then talk about like you know just basic functions that were like uh you know your connections people that you thought about today stuff like that so well, I never really thought about over journaling being a problem and then uh what were you so you were saying that it, that could be an issue so yeah you can write too much in one day and like it just like it could be angry like not angry but it just comes off as too much like it's just overwhelming for the mind and like it's just process overload too stimulate too much stimulation of uh writing but i mean sometimes i get creative and i i'll journal a lot like if it's rap or if it's journaling like just talking about my day Right. Yeah. And I, and I guess it was kind of funny, like when I was going, you know, a big dark side of my life was uh, I was dealing with a lot of issues. And one of the things that I turned to was writing. And I did have a lot like there's this study that talks about um, people with a good memory tend to live more miserable lives because they they can constantly remember with clarity all the bad things that happen in their life. So when I was journaling, I was journaling, you know, things that happened to me, why I was upset, why I was angry. Mm -hmm. and, and I would go back and read those thoughts and then it would just reaffirm all that negative energy. Right. Yeah. So, so it's a lot, of, it's a lot of energy. It's journaling is very powerful. Um, cause like when you write, say I used to write, like I'll do three months at a time. Like I'll get a whole bunch of journals, write up to three months. And I will like all the connections. It's very energetic to write in journal. Cause all your connections every day you go to the store, you might talk about that in the journal. You're connected to all these people. So when you read those journals, it's like taking you back in time. It's like the notebook or something, but it takes you back in time. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, something in october like i can go back in time and remember what i did that day like when i read it so it's very right. it's energetic too right and that was one of the things like um when i felt like that moment that chapter of my life was over i actually took that journal that i had wrote all those negative entries into and i actually burned it in my barbecue yeah. <laughs> 
it's it's energetic to burn paper too. Like this, the word is burning. It's like it's recycling itself, and like it's going it's going away. Right. That's it. It's some techniques and stuff. I mean that that was to me. It would just if it was symbolic, you know, like like it's like I don't feel this way anymore, and I would like to not. I yeah, release it, and I don't want. I don't want to feel that way anymore. You know, that was yeah. that was a big portion of it. Another thing, like uh when I when I journaled, I I forget how I was gonna say it. <laughs> Sorry, mm-hmm. bro. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, no, then and uh that's what we were just talking about. I think one of the things with journaling is that you can be happy, you know. And it, I think that it it enters into a specific um idea if you if you allow it you know like you can be a better functioning person i think if you know what your goals are and what your anticipations are so like some of the stuff we write each of everybody like when we write stuff it can be live so when we read it we can correct it like we can scratch something out and correct like how we are now and we can take those those realities of what we wrote and we can apply it to like, oh, I want to, I want I need to do this so bad. Like it's, it's in my mind now and it's, it's constant. Like I'm thinking about this all the time. So it really helps you into the future. Like when you read it, like three months in advance, like your speed up to time, like fast forward and you, you learn so much from reading those journals and it's like, wow, like I wish I had this, like, I wish I, I could have uh, read this earlier. Yeah, no, I feel that. I could feel that. So as far as what, because you like to write music too. So how much of your your stuff that you do on your journaling becomes music or do you have a separate journal for that? So I get my, I get uh, my content from my journaling, like when I'm journaling about my life. So that helps me as a rapper, like when I'm freestyling, like I have, it's a stockpile of information in my mind and rhymes that's built up. So it's all in my muscle memory. So like when I read it, like say I read six journals and it's, it's been expanding in the last six months. So I have a lot to talk about and it's, it's all in my mind. So it, it helps me rap better. Like, like when I'm writing rhymes too, it's a, it's a skill. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's something to, um, it helps you. It helps you. Right. And then as far as like your music goes, do you, do you actually write, um, or do you, I guess, do you play any instruments or do you just do mostly music production? No, I have a harmonica. My sister brought me, I have a guitar. I I don't really know any instruments, but just the vocals and, uh, mixing, mixing music. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I know that, uh, there's a guy that one of the guys I think I sent you one of his links actually he's a local guy but that's pretty much his thing too is he he can do like he does beats and stuff um he has a a mix pad for music but he doesn't play any instruments he just he does like little beats that he raps over and uh I, go ahead I don't know anything about that much about beat making I made some beats but they were like mediocre mm-hmm. and uh I know how to like record, edit, mix, put effects on things, and clean it up. But I'm I'm, I'm not sure about uh, that much about beat making. It takes a it's a big skill to master. Oh yeah, I can imagine. 
can imagine the the uh i think uh, a lot of it comes with uh like fundamental stuff like if you if you started playing like get a keyboard like my son has a keyboard mm -hmm. and he's got a uh a uh a drum kit on it yeah. so you can actually go through and you have the keys and then you can split the keyboard to where you got your drum kit on one side and the keys on the other side so it, it yeah. gives you the full the full range he hasn't really messed with it too much but it's pretty yeah, cool you gotta know your drums you gotta know your drum patterns oh yeah yeah that's a and I think, yeah and i think there's there's something like with me like i i'm a pretty mediocre guitar player like i don't think i'm all that great but i like to sing so it it's one of those things where it's like um i can express myself to a degree and i enjoy that like through music so I think anybody that that expresses themselves through music and through um like what we were just talking about with affirmation, right? Like that's that's kind of how you you express just your inner workings, your thoughts. And I think people connect to that on a certain level. It makes yeah, us right. Yeah, it makes us feel more human, you know, like or at least at least not that we're it makes us feel like we're not alone, you know. We're creators by nature and like just to take an idea and bring it into the physical world. That's amazing. Man. Just manifesting, turning ideas into reality, turning dreams into reality, or creating your family, creating whatever. We're creators. I, I can entirely get what, what music means to people. Like as far as like my friends, um, I'm probably one of the biggest music heads that I know. Like, what do they call those an audiophile? I'm not really an audiophile though. Like I don't go out looking for like albums and, and mixtapes and stuff like that. But I do like music. Like I don't care where it comes from. Like I'm not I know a lot of people are like Spotify gets a lot of flack, but Spotify is my go to. And uh what's up? I'm always on YouTube. That's why I usually listen to or somebody send me an audio file on Messenger. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So YouTube's a big one. That's what I was listening to this morning. That's what inspired me to pick up the guitar because I was listening to some acoustic acoustic sets this morning. I was like, you know what? I want to play. It's been a while. Yeah, a lot of some people are really musically inclined and with everything, it's an investment. Like you got to invest in it. You got to know the history. I read a lot of books with hip hop. Yeah, so you're you're mostly you're pretty eclectic like me, but I think you lean heavier on the uh, the hip hop side of things. So we were talking about you said boom bap, right? Is that what you were saying? Yeah, boom bap, boom bap. And, That's a uh, giant running hip hop. Yeah, and you said it was like an East Coast thing. Yeah, it it comes from like like East Coast. They had the aggressive rap, and uh -huh. boom bap is like when it first started. It's like that old school feel, and it's lyrical. Mm. yeah i'll have to check that out i'm not and i haven't i haven't uh do you have any artists that you would recommend that are boom bap artists joey joey badass even the early pioneers of rap like it's just talking like a spoken word it's there's no nonsense about the flow it's just like talking like this but with in, with rhyme and stuff yeah yeah with 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 a, some kind of meter or some kind of yeah, no, I get you. Did you ever back in the day? Did you ever watch? Uh, actually, I don't know. How old are you? I'm 31. 31. So I got about 10 years. I don't know if you saw it. Did uh, 
they used to have uh it was called uh Def Jam. Did you ever watch Def Jam Poetry Hour? I think I think I did. Yeah, it was it was cuz I got into it I think late 20s. So you would have been like 10, 11, 12 somewhere around there. I didn't really get into music and and stuff until 2001. That's when I was like 11. I was writing yeah. my own like and then my teacher had uh she was a nun because I went to a Catholic school and she threw away the uh the journals because I left the journal under my desk like in a little uh container like I left it in there and then a student had uh, a classmate had showed the teacher and I had like some cuss words and she was like what is this trash and then she threw it away <laughs> but in the same instance like a pastor youth pastor years later like seven years later he handed out some journals and he was like write down what's going on in your lab in your life and write your prayers and like it was in like in the same setting so he gave me back with the opportunity to journal and write things down and i i took it more serious right yeah there was that like one of my when i was younger i was i was way more into like gangster rap and stuff when i was younger and uh we used to get these like tape you could do like these tape clubs where they like 12 cassettes for for a a dollar or something or it might even been a penny i can't remember how much it was but it was like to get you to sign up for this subscription service and uh i used to do those like over and over again and uh i one of the albums i bought i had um the soundtrack to juice Mm -hmm. and the soundtrack to menace to society (laughs) and uh and my mom (laughs) my, my mom was she put it on like we were driving and she put it on and she's She's like, there's nothing but cuss words on here. And she just took it out of the cassette player and threw it out the window. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, no. But no, that, that soundtrack, there was a, what was the name of that track, man? There was a track on the Juice soundtrack. Um, you ever seen that movie, Juice? It's like with basketball and two pockets on there. Nah, nah. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a gangster movie back. Actually, was it? I think Tupac was in it, but I don't think. Yeah, I'm thinking about the Above the Rim. That's a basketball. One yeah, yeah. About. Tupac Juice, was. I think. Yeah. 1991. Uh, yeah, dude. There's. Oh, you got to check that album out if you get time because that that is an amazing album. But uh, yeah, uh, Eric B and Rakim. Oh yeah. That song. That song is is sick, man. That song is sick. I love that song. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. How long were you in Catholic school? Oh, that's when I was early on. Like, I, like it was, like, mandatory to go to church. But I remember, uh, I recall, like, like uh, that was, like, from my middle school years, like, from fifth grade to eighth grade. And I, I repeated sixth grade twice, and I was, like, a class clown when I came back in sixth grade. Oh, so you re- went – so you were in, a, like, a, that was your – your your educate your – your educational. So you went to a Catholic school for, for your grade school? Yeah, in uh, middle school. I oh, played wow. basketball. Okay. And this is down in Louisiana? Yeah, in Louisiana, Lafayette. Oh, wow. I don't know why that's weird to me. Like, I, I just, I don't, I, it, I, I, <laughs> I, I have a hard time believing that, because you're not the first person that told me Catholics, is, is Catholic a pretty big religion down there? I mean, it's all over the states, but uh, I, I don't really uh, go to church. I don't go to church. Uh, it's been a while. 
Yeah, and uh, I just I like when I think of like people religious religions in like where you're at. So like the South, um, South Southeast, like Louisiana. Like I think Baptist or like uh, Methodist. You know, Catholic is like when I think Catholic, I always think like Northeast Pennsylvania. <laughs> stuff like that like i like down south i just don't think catholic it's just kind of kind of weird and i know we've had discussions about um religion so yeah the nihon arrive krishna is is you're not you're practicing hinduism or at least you've you've kind of decided to look start looking into hinduism right yes yeah so what is the what say what does Nihon arrive mean again? Nihon, Nihon arrive Krishna. So like Nihon is more like after name after the goddess Saraswati, and uh, she was about creativity, and uh, but it's also like a Muslim name Nihon. So like it means hidden, bright, and then arrive means peace. Krishna means positivity and compassion it speaks to me it resonates with who i am at, at this time and where i'm going in this life and it's a, it's a hindi name right and um the we we're kind of talked about this a little bit when we were we were doing our test call but like the idea of you like what the name itself represents but you you also are not you kind of are, you're a little bit like me when you take information from a little bit of everything and yeah. inter intertwine it to kind of create what your overall belief structure is so to you what do you think what is what does god mean to you i feel that god is in everything it's like it's in us they, they don't like some people. They're like, oh, no, you're not. God is not in you. But God is in the sky or is everywhere. It's all in nature. It's like it's a form of energy. It's a form of spirit. So we're I, I feel that like. God is like it's just in our thoughts. It's like it's in everything in air, like not even air, but like you got to be thankful at the same time for everything. Yeah. That's kind of like the, the the Stoics kind of talk about that a little bit. There, and it, it's funny because like Stoicism um, predates Christianity, so the the Stoics were before the Christians, but they were after the Jews, right? Or at least around the same time as the Jews. And the uh, the the they always kind of talked about like nature, God is nature. That they they um. So God, everything in the world that's created through nature is created by God, which. Yeah, I like to question kind of, things, too. I like to question and be skeptical sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, I mean, I, I think I am to a degree, too. But uh, with with uh, connecting. You know, the the idea of, of God being in everything is to me, that's pretty fundamental, too. I'm not big on religion necessarily. Like I, I have an issue with um, dogmatic beliefs. I think when people 
become so structured in their bubbles that no other information or anything else can get in. I think it's kind of yeah. dangerous. Yeah. Um, we kind of talked about that a little bit. Like, like, what do you think some of the fallbacks are to to being kind of a dogmatic person? I mean, you're not open minded, so like, you think one way, you see through a prism. No, and I, I think most of the bad stuff that's ever been done in the name of God was because people were dogmatic. You know, like they weren't willing to to uh, try to have conversations with people like the the Spanish inquisitions, you know, like that's a big one. Um, I read this book or I listened to it while I was driving. It's called uh, dominion. And it's, uh, it's about the Christian expanse um, from Greece across the world through history, all the way back to the U S and it was kind of cool. Like one of the things that, that, I learned from that book was that Christianity itself, the idea of, you know, universal love and, and acceptance seemed to persevere over all the hatred, even though a lot of hatred w- happened in the name of the Christian faith or in the name of attempting to um, extend the Christian faith, they, they always came back to, wanting to be they want people to accept god and jesus christ on their own volition they don't want to force people i mean that's not the not to say like all christians are that way i mean you see that even in today's you know in today's uh modern day christians but yeah they push it on other people like oh you got to be christian oh this is uh this is the only god or something like right that. well well, like I, I remember there was a conversation I was having with uh, with someone and I told him that, you know, I, I, I he, he posted something and I, I made a comment to the effect of, yeah, this is also when when I see God, you know, to, to that effect. And he said uh, his response was, but did, have you found Jesus? I'm like, I don't, I'm sure. Like, I, I don't really necessarily think that's a necessity, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and he's like, well, if you, the only way to get to God is through Jesus. If you didn't find Jesus, then you don't know God. And I'm like, well, that's kind of a weird way to look at it. Like yeah. if, if any, if anybody to me tells you that they found God and they found peace and they found joy and they found happiness and they found universal love, I don't think it matters what yeah, version like- it's like a trade-off, like for acceptance, for respect. Like they want you to respect the religion that they look up to, but they don't accept you. So it's like a weird relationship. <laughs> right, right. <clears throat> yeah, and it, it it does. It does. It, it makes it makes things seem really strange. There was an episode I had done with my little brother actually on the show, and we were talking about um, because he's he's a heavy Christian, and uh strong in the, in the Christian faith, but he was talking about like how the, uh, he said that Jesus was, uh, Oh, we were talking about like, cause I, I like Jesus always to me, you know, he was, he's trying to unify people and he goes, yeah. And you know, Jesus came to, to bring everybody together. And then he looks up for a second and he thinks he goes, but he did say he was going to divide people too. 
<laughs> I, was like, I was like, that is, I was like, oh, at least you recognize that that's in there. <laughs> so, so him, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, people, uh, we, can, we can go as far back to Christianity. Like, I mean, like with the wars and stuff in the name of the religion, people being denied food, Pope setting people on fire. Like if they didn't believe, and I don't know, like what Julius Caesar was doing in the time, like when the Roman times, like, they was killing people like in the name oh, of yeah, Caesar's. Yeah, Caesar was definitely a uh, monster in his own right. I don't. Uh, it's actually kind of funny with like politics today. I always constantly. This is a different podcast, obviously, but one of the things I always bring up is like uh, you know the way people are. They're gonna the the way our politics are going. As long as people keep swinging back and forth, they're eventually gonna lead back to you know Caesar. Yeah, yeah. I just, I want harmony. I want positivity. I I I look what I can do in this world. I, like everything is temporary to me. Like everything is like a visual thing in front of me. But like, as long as I'm straight, like, cause like everything is temporary, and like all the stuff is mediated externally. Like they got images of God, like Italian painter painted God. Like, how do you know what God looks like? Like, if he's never been seen. Are like it's, it's just a lot of fake stuff that's like created by man. It's physical stuff in this right. physical world. So all the stuff you can't take that one when we go. Like we're I think we're like we're we're um, we transport into an like I don't know if a reincarnation or if we become the conscious universe when we go because the universe is conscious and everything is energy and I always speak about energy. Right. That was one of the. It's kind of like a, I can't remember where the guy got it. It's a Duncan Trussell. You ever listen to that guy's podcast? Oh, I haven't. He's a, he's a psychonaut. Like he's really into psychedelics and, and stuff like yeah. that. But he was, um, <laughs> he was saying that uh, what if consciousness is, and I think he got it from some of the Buddhist teachings or maybe it was the Christ, um, the, the Hindu or Krishna teachings. But they were saying that um, consciousness comes from this pool, right? So there's this massive pool of, of energy of consciousness. And that consciousness drops down into the human. So when we, when we die, our consciousness goes back into this pool of this sea of other consciousness. And then yeah. we connect to it as humans. That's how we, we see things. So if we have the ability to connect to this universal consciousness, that would be the idea of who God is, right? Mm -hmm. Like that would be another, another idea. I do think it's one of the things, like one of the arguments that atheists make for religion is that if, like they said, uh, let's pretend that all religion is fake and that if, if, all the humans and all the tribes and all the places were to make up a religion, what would it look like? And it's in, when you, when you think about it that way, it kind of does create, you get different versions of Christianity, different versions of Islam, different versions of Krishna, different versions. Like everybody has, depending on where you live, people believe in the same God a little bit differently, you know? Yeah. It's a lot of control. I, I look at it as a control, but that's a good um, that that's good to hear. Like about uh the conscious, that's deep stuff. Like, yeah, I, I thought so. I mean, obviously, all this stuff is you can't really prove it till you die. You know, like 
it's like, it's like, well, you can feel not, things. Go ahead. You, you can, can feel things. What? You can feel things too, like the unseen world. Like, for instance, you pick up things like an antenna in your mind. Like, so like brain waves, for instance, like we can, we can feel things miles away. Like we, it, like at night, like, like I say, like I'm more, my creative juices flow. So it's much quieter. Uh, the day is busy. So like at nighttime, like my brain waves, I can, I can feel things like I, I have a good sense of uh, feel and touch. That's my good. That's my sense. Like that's my strong sense. And I can feel things with my energy. I can feel what's going on in the world based off of news too. Like I get a good worldview, but even the news can lie. So like with brain waves, like we pick up things, our mind can like sense things like in a short distance and all over the place. Like even in our dreams, we get those spiritual downloads. So that's how we get so smart. Like having spiritual downloads, just coming to our minds and being downloaded in us, those spiritual downloads. Right. So what, what would you define a spiritual download as? It can, it can be not just dreams, but like, you can like I could be writing for like an hour outside mm-hmm. and like it just come to me. I'm so deep in meditation and focus and I get I get these spiritual downloads in me, in my head, in my body. And I feel it and I know how to act. It's just like a map to how to live, just like with dreams. Like kind of can... like so you're saying kind of like it's it, the universe or the consciousness, whatever gives this to you universal energy yeah that's the same thing reiki Reiki, uh we don't use our energy we use the universal energy it comes to our hands it comes to our body and it's transported to the the client or the patient and it comes to our hands like that's universal energy we're not using our own energy because it would kind of deplete us but the energy comes from it's the universal energy love and all that coming through us and like it allows them to heal like but they gotta allow themselves to heal like only yeah. only can heal themselves allow them to have yeah I always think about that with people when they talk about um energy and like being able to adjust like I <clears throat> I'm a little skeptical when it comes to like people being able to do energy work on another person. And the only reason why is, is because people have energy, right? Like, so if somebody is very combative in nature or very negative in nature, it makes it very difficult. Cause I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm more pragmatic when it comes to spirituality. I feel everything you're saying. I feel everything you're saying. Like, like just for instance, like if somebody there's it's more to work with. So we're working on emotional plane, the level like, and we can see this, we can feel this, like when someone's working on the emotional body, like, cause with the emotional, like with the physical levels, like the uh, the physical body and the, the emotional body, that's where disease come from. So we always got to take care of that. Like, so it's just with our health. It's like our health, our spiritual, mental, emotional, cause we're four bodies in one. Right. Physical, right. emotional, mental, and spiritual. Right. And that's what, like, like I was saying, like, uh, you know, when it went for, for myself, like I, I consider myself kind of empathic at, and, uh, in certain situations. Like yeah. it's weird. Like you, you walk into a room 
and you can pick up on on negative energy pretty quick like yeah you, you know like and, and that's that's something that i often wonder you know how much of it is me and how much of it is a projection of the world that i see or how much of it and, and there are times where i think it's more my attitude and my projection of the world oh you feel then it there, you sense it right but there are times also where i've I've felt it and I've been able to hone in on who it was. And yeah. and when they left, I felt better, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. So I definitely think there's, there's gotta be something more to it than what I, so what more clean, we're able to like pick up dirt, like just like white clothes, like you wear white clothes, it gets dirty fast, but like we're more cleansed. Like when we're more cleansed, we're, we attract stuff and we got a good heart. Like we pick up stuff and it hurts us more. Like, so um, it's like we're a clean glass of water and we go by somebody that's like dirty and like the water gets dirty, like our clean glass of water. So that's how I look at it. Right. We're pure. A lot of us are pure and stuff in certain and to a certain extent. And we're like a clean glass of water. And then like someone like with their like trash bag attitude or whatnot, like if it comes in our field, it comes in our, our field, we pick up that energy and sometimes it can be transference. We pick up that. Sometimes it can be projection, but like transference, you pick up, like if somebody had a bad day to work field, they know about shoppers, they know about aura, they document things. So like when we're born into the world, everything's documented. We get a social security, we get birth certificate, everything's recorded. Right. So you, you said that, um, I know you said you went through massage school. So did you do the Reiki, Reiki massage stuff or was massage school separate, a separate uh, massage school? I did learn about energetics. It's called subtle body energetics. And we learned a lot about energy in just 25 hours. Uh, but massage school, it was like nine months. We learned a lot of stuff and it's more than you learn from a book. It's like a thousand books it's a thousand times more than what you learn from a small little massage basics book. So like we learned a lot of stuff like technique, all types of massages. And we learned about Shiatsu. It's like a form. It's like a Japanese type of massage. It's like more uh, like with acupressure, they got acupuncture and they got acupressure, acupressure right. is with your hand, applying pressure, like with your thumbs and your palms. But like acupuncture is like with the needles and stuff. Gotcha. Okay. So did you, is that what you, did you learn how to do all that? I learned about meridians, like with acupressure, like the different meridians on the body. So there's different techniques you can use for extra energy. There's all types of uh, different techniques that you, you could touch a, a point on the body and like it can bring extra energy to you. So there's different points on the body that people know about in ancient Chinese medicine and stuff. Right. Uh, Eastern philosophy always is one of those things that I think, in fact, I was just looking at it up, but uh, Reiki means uh, universal and then key means energy. Yeah. So re, re is universal, key is energy. But yeah, I, like all that, it's crazy like how much the West would advantage from stuff that was taught in the East. Yeah, they, but, they had schools of thought and like they burned down some of these schools, threw away books. Right. Like, my brother, he was telling me, like, they had a cure for uh, autism, but, like, somebody, like, rip a page out of textbook or something, and, like, back in the day, they had they had a cure for autism, and now, like, I, I don't know if it was Down syndrome or autism, but they had a cure, 
and someone like they destroyed the evidence like of what they made and stuff like oh really the, yeah <laughs> Uh, so that's I could, a, a lost art. Yeah, there's definitely, and that's something else too, like um, like book burning. I mean, we got a different deal with that right now, but like originally, like parchments being destroyed, like you know, information being destroyed. I think that's why a lot of like the ancient religions, there's not a lot of information about them, is because the um, you know the, the Roman Empire moved through they. They used to burn books. They used to burn knowledge. <laughs> they try to, they would try to burn people out of history. You know, they yeah. they didn't want people to know about the ideas and these, especially that's that's why like I think a lot of people what they don't understand is that history is taught by the victor. So all the history that we know is fact which some of it obviously is not fact is uh, it was taught by people that conquered this world. Right. Yeah. They, so, they want you to learn what they, that they wanted to teach you. And yeah. they, they stuff like the Vatican, our government, they got top secrets and stuff. I think so. I really do. I would love to get into, I was just talking about that the other day, that the, the library that's under the Vatican, I think that would be, that would be pretty epic to be able to get in there and see what information they have. Just think about the alchemy stuff, the knowledge that they had about spiritual alchemy and right. how to transform things. Because I read The Alchemist and it, it's some amazing things that like I listened to the audio book on YouTube, The Alchemist. Uh-huh. It was amazing. What? It was life changing to read the, to hear that. You liked it. Uh, I have not read that one. I got a buddy that um, um, I'll send you his podcast, but he 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 was on my show uh, not a little while ago back when I was doing mostly just straight up interviews and uh, he did a um, I was telling him because he, he where he lives in England um, I think it's Glastonbury I think is what town it's but he says that's like a, a cultural melting pot of different faiths so like there's this in their little main street they have a it's kind of like where every, everybody goes so anything and all things spiritual you'll find at this in this little town and uh so he goes in and he buys different books and he just studies those books yeah and um that was one that he was going to pick up next was alchemy so i'm i'm kind of excited cuz he does a good job of like explaining definitely uh, listen to the audiobook just find a good narrator but like it's a really good book. They talk about like Arabian stuff and mm -hmm. alchemy, like the philosophy stone. They talk about like how somebody just gained all this knowledge, like being by Africa and the Oasis. And it's, it's amazing. Like just a, like it, it really changed my mind about, cause when you transform those around you transform, when you evolve, those around you evolve, when you get better, those around you get better. So that's a form of spiritual alchemy like transforming, like turning grapes into wine or creating a baby, like uh, two people coming together, create, that's alchemy. Like you, you manifest. Right. Yeah. And that's that, what you, what you just said too. That's kind of an interesting one. Cause I think you'll either people, you, when you get better, you will either people around you will get better Yeah. or those around you that don't get better will disappear or <laughs> those around <laughs> you will drag you back into you ever getting 
more evolving more than you could. Yeah, your circle you know? of friends. So you can't go back to that. If you evolved, if you're more evolved than them, so just just be with like-minded people and people that's like smarter or better than you. Cause like how they say, if you, if you have six friends, that's, um, they all millionaires, you're going to be the seven or like, I forgot how they said it. And if you got alcoholics around you, like you're going to be the, the six. Or, like, yeah. You're going to be the, the same. yeah, <laughs> I definitely <laughs> like, that's a big one. Like if you, if you look at the people, um, that you, you surround yourself with, those are an indication of the types of people that you have. And it's really funny, like for a long time, you know, I, I was gone. Like I was, when I worked in the oil field, I was gone every um, two weeks. So I'd come home for two weeks and I was gone for two weeks. So my friends at home were not the same people that I worked with. So when I came home, I had a separate set of, like I, I basically lived two lives. And when I came home, the people that were here weren't as connected to me as the people that I, I sweat with the people that I swung a hammer, with, the people that I, you know, and I noticed that like, there was this weird, my life was, that was part of the reason I think my life was in such turmoil was because my, my yin and my yang was all fucked up, you know? Yeah. Yin yang. Yeah. Like you need more yin. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's too wet with the yang. Mm. You need that dryness. <laughs> you need that. You need money. You need whatever you need. But like that, you need that yin. Because we learned some of the stuff in, uh, I think, Shiatsu. Like they're talking uh-huh. about yin yang, balance of uh, the two. Right. One can that's do without the- I think, and that's the other. That's it. I think that's honestly the biggest thing with spirituality is is finding that balance. You know. Like it just like like with everything, I think if if you focus on the fundamentals of almost every every religion out there, which is to love yourself, love one another, and see one of the things that that I see when I see people talk about God or Jesus, like for me, Jesus is actually a representation of ourselves. Like yeah. we are we are the hero's story. We are the ones who sacrifice. We are the ones who can choose to give up for the higher good we are the ones who can give to the poor we are the ones that can love unconditionally now i i feel that that is kind of what jesus the story of jesus is about but i think people start to think that you are supposed to idealize jesus and put him on this pedestal rather than walk with him and do what he asked you to do you know what I mean? Yeah, they give all their power away. Right. They, they send all their energy out to and give them all the fame. I mean, that's that's something good. But I mean, we we gotta be mindful of what we're doing in our in our daily lives, and sometimes unplug from technology and all these things, and just take care of us. Right. Yeah. Someone that... someone sent me um a message about like who who uh what the Christian faith was, and like it's like uh solar mythology like worshiping the sun not like s-o-n but the s-u-n like it's like astrology in it because they talk about like the the four the uh they talk about the, the different signs like jesus was a leo and then the scorpion stung him and then he dies in the winter and then he raises back up in the east and then they're worshiping the sun like when it rises in the east like so right. it's like like they was taking a they was taking like some ideas from astrology and they right. just made religion. 
and the four disciples, like the four gospels, the four seasons. They talk about the 12 step program, like how the hours in the day goes, like the sun goes down and dies in the night. It's, it's amazing how they described all this stuff. Like, yeah, I think I saw some of that with um, Zeitgeist. You ever watch that documentary? No, I, I wanted to watch it, though. It was a while yeah, I think it's on. I, I think it's on YouTube, but it was the the first the first Zeitgeist movie. It was it. it they kind of talk about that a little bit. I definitely think, and, and you know, and I like I said, I, I don't really like to like attack people's face and stuff, but <laughs> yeah, but it's that, all that I think there's there's a you're right to a degree. Like there's a lot of because these were all stories, you know. Like when I read when I listened to that book, Dominion when jesus died um he was raised to godhood right so so he ascended into godhood but at the same time hercules ascended into godhood and i think his name was uh pantheon ascended into godhood so that those were greek gods right so like when yeah because this is all around the same time with all the greek gods so when when jesus died he wasn't the only guy to go to to ascend into being a god you know, like there was Jesus upon like, you know, um, like I said, Hercules. So Hercules and Jesus were like around at the same time, historically I heard, speaking. I heard like like I get all types of messages from uh, the Hindus and they say like Jesus wasn't the only one to be crucified like that. Like that happened in mm. history before. Like it happened yeah. over seven times, like way more. That, that so so according to that book anyway what 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 they did is um so you know like the persian when the the persians were expanding across europe and they were conquering everything they were like the most brutal empire to ever um exist like they they had really their the way that they punished people was to ridicule them and make them look bad like they wanted to not only punish them and kill them but they wanted to embarrass them so like one of the punishments that they talked about was they would hang you um in the stocks so you'd you'd be in the stocks kind of like kneeled on your on your knees like you know you've seen those before right yeah that's kind of sick i've never seen nothing like that but yeah well yeah it's just a stock so 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 you put your head in your arms here you'd be you'd be in this oh yeah yeah, and then they would feed you. They would feed you like really high fiber foods. So you you'd have to poop a lot, but they wouldn't clean you up. They would just let you poop all over the place. So you you'd That's be wild. stuck in this thing, you you you'd mess on yourself, and then like the bugs and stuff would start to come over and eat you. Dang. That's how they that's how they punished you. Like I mean, that's messed up, right? Like That's horrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that was that was like around the same time as the crucifixions. So they, they started getting kind of crazy with their punishments. And one of the things they liked, the Romans did, because they picked it up from the Persians, they liked the, to make these punishments more, to be more, more extravagant and more violent. So one of the, the, the crucifixion itself, they would give you, make you carry a cross while they whooped you all the way to where they were going <laughs> to stake you. And, and, and yeah, like, and that's what they did with Jesus, right? Like, so they took him all the way to, they wanted to make a spectacle of it and embarrass him because, because he had a following. So they took him all the way to where they ended up crucifying him and putting him on the cross. And then they raise the cross up and they, they stick it in the ground. Cause that's, 
that's the uh, they wanted to make a show, right? They so he wasn't yeah. the only one to be crucified. There was that was the way they punished a lot of people, and I think it was so they had two I, other people next to him. Like why three? Three crosses. Like what's up with the three? The power of three. Right. Yeah. I I don't know what the yeah all this symbol symbolism behind all that was. I know that uh, that's something to look up though, because I actually I thought about that the other day because that there was a movie in the '90s called Demon Knight, mm-hmm. and uh, in in Demon Knight um, they talked about this. Uh, there's this line of when the stars are line, the the demons can open a doorway to hell and and get like into. Yeah. So in the movie, the only weapon they had besides their own was the blood of the of the the thieves that were crucified with Jesus. Sounds so like a ritual. Je- yeah. So when Jesus was crucified, they had filled up the vial of his blood to fill up that, that this key. And the, they could use that blood to keep the demons from coming in a house like they would seal the doorway and then they mm-hmm. couldn't get in. So it was, it was a it was a crazy movie. It was pretty cool. It was a Tales from the Crypt movie. It's probably super <laughs> super cheesy at this point because it's you know early '90s flick with like <laughs> you know back when they were still using cartoon animations to for special effects. You know that didn't even have 6K or 4K. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think they had 2K, man. <laughs> yeah, 720, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, that's funny. Yeah, uh, but, I want to say about about how like kings and bishops and princes students wrote the Bible. Like it's it's by authors. Like they King James got together and he had like princes students. That's, that's what I was reading in the. Uh, it's a book called How the English Language Conquered the World, and it was talking about that. I believe that. Well, that's it. like uh, that was one thing. If you like, even when they're in that Dominion book you know, he goes through like each book, like when Paul went here, when Luke went here, when Mark went here, like those were all um, people that, that went to, those were all authors. So it took a thousand years to, to write the Bible approximately. <laughs> and, and even after it was written, other people rewrote it, right? You had, you had like King James, you had um, the, what was that dude? It was Henry the Eighth, I think. Is he, the church, yeah, he did. He did the Church of England. So you had the King James, you had the Church of, and the Church of England did their own version of Christianity, and then you got the Calvinists in the 1800s that did their own version. Like there was all these people that created their own version of what they believed the faith should be, right? Like, and uh, many ideas. Yeah, you know, like, and it, it, that's the other thing about like this weird dogmatic principle that you say that you're absolutely certain that this particular version of the Bible is right. And it's like, do you know how many times in a thousand years that book has probably been rewritten or yeah, at least, edited? Right, or at least edited. Yeah, like they, they change it to mean a certain thing, you know? And like, uh, I can't remember, there was, there was one book. Can't remember which version it was there's a bible that they said is more geared towards like if you read it it talks it seems like it's more about the common people because there's certain things in like the king james version of the bible where it tells you to respect authority you know pray for authority <laughs> and stuff like that and pray for your and, president pray for the uh, government 
but the right, government, right, right. government. Right. You know, like like you do what they say because they're the law of the land, but you know, and I, I don't know. Like to me it's it's uh they, that was the argument they used in um for the African slaves when they were when they when they were trying to abolish uh slavery they were starting to say well the rules say in the bible that that these are the laws and so we need to keep these slaves because they're slaves in the bible like they were justifying enslaving people using the bible where yeah. also in the bible it was saying that all men are created equal all men are free it's just it's it's weird that uh, you yeah. know like ultimately ultimately obviously it, it kind of prevailed a little bit but it was just it was so easy for people to make the argument in both both arenas using the exact same book you know a lot I mean? of it is outdated thinking like 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 all these laws like thinking in in terms of the moses time like we are we're a new creation we're a new generation so some of that stuff i wouldn't like like they gotta like i wouldn't just go off of one book like the bible because you got to know other things you got to decode all this information because a lot of the bible is symbolism yeah well especially the old testament the old testament was written in because the they weren't allowed to the jewish people weren't allowed to speak against authority and they weren't allowed to practice their religion so if they if they if somebody heard that they they heard about jewish people talking or found parchments of theirs they would kill them so what they started to do was um speak in code and in, in rhythm so yeah. it was like it was a rhyme, uh, you know, to try to decipher <laughs> unless you were with, you know, this particular tribe of people, you wouldn't know exactly what the rhyme was, you know, that was smart. I thought so. It's like, sure. You're trying to tell people stuff, but nobody wants to, you know, if you get caught with it, they're trying to kill you. But I think but, if everybody yeah. was honest, if everybody was honest, like a lot of this stuff is it, the foundation wasn't built right with integrity. Right. The foundational. Cause like even like when America started like in the what the 1700s, like they they was doing a assimilation of Indians and trying to brainwash them to not go by their culture. They was denying their culture, saying it's inferior. Right, savage. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. They had to learn their own stuff, so they was trying to um, get rid of what they what they already knew, and they was teaching them like the English way and stuff. Right. Yeah, actually, I saw <clears throat> I saw a few things that talked about that, like when they were the uh, so 1776 was, you know, the inception of America. But the settlers were in the early 1700s and then they 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 came in and they Christopher Columbus, for example. Right. Like when he <laughs> when he first came. You know, like like they were talking about like how violent he was towards the natives, you know, and, and how he had to force them into to changing, you know, like and if they didn't want to change their beliefs, they, you know, they killed them or whooped them until they changed their beliefs. And it's like, geez, that's crazy. And that was during the Spanish reign, you know, but yeah, that's wow. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. I'm man. thankful we live in a, in a good uh like like era like our location is good. So we got, we, we definitely, a lot of us have the power. We're not like born in Saudi Arabia, where it's like, like we have freedom of religion. So, and we got, we got freedom of speech. 
feel like other countries, like we got to think about them. We got to keep them in mind because they don't have all that. They they can't even escape this situation. Yeah. Well, we got to watch out too because we can lose that here. You know, if if we're not careful, if we're not diligent, and we don't keep our leaders in check, you know, we could end up with that same concept. You know. Yeah, they could take our rights. Oh heck yeah, man! Like it's it's important. It's important to uh, to. Uh, to get through that man this was a really good conversation brother i really enjoyed talking with you do you have any closing thoughts on on music or spirituality or or any future projects you got working on um i'm thinking about going to the philippines but other than that like i just say what do whatever you do just be true and like that's with the the broad audience and like just stay positive like you you got a legacy to um to pass down, so just keep moving right in the right footsteps. Yeah, that's good. Good final thought, man. Yeah, be good people. Be good. Be a good person. Like that's what it's about. Like love. Love is the answer. Heck yeah, I think love is the the best answer. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I think if people would just you know, give, give a love a chance, you know, let it, let it, uh, it'll, it can, it can change the world, you know? Yeah. Treat people with care, just stuff, help people like when you can. Right. All right, brother. Well, I really appreciate talking to you. This was Nihon Arav Krishna. You can find him at anywhere you listen to podcasts, Nihon Arav Krishna show. Um, you can find him on Facebook, uh, Shoot, there's actually we have a Facebook group that's what's it called? Music speeches and music music speeches and podcasts, I think. Podcasts, um, music speeches. speeches. I, I forget yeah, how it's yeah. called, but we had that in the show notes. 